Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Move it slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Move it slow motion for me. I like it like that. She working that back. I don't know how to act. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Move it slow motion for me. Once again, to the Sunday morning in week 16 of the NFL, and for most of you, the championship round, whoever's in the championship round, for most leagues, it's week 16. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? The fantasy season, for most of you, that'll go to week 16 is almost over. For those that aren't in the championship, it's over. You're watching the two combatants who are ever in the, uh, uh, your fantasy league Super Bowl go at it and see who's going to win the ultimate prize, regardless of what the ultimate prize is, whether it's a trophy, whether it happens to be something that's uh, uh, financially beneficial to the winner, or it's just for playing out unadulterated pride and saying, I'm, I'm, I won this year. Over all y'all, whether it's a 10, 12, 14, 16, or whatever amount of size league you're in, you're, you're in. Congrats for those who've gotten to this point. Um, to the other ones that haven't, wait until next year. <laughs> That's all you can say. I'll be back next year. Hopefully, you're not just so discouraged that you don't come back. But most of you will come back to your league and try to go for that ultimate prize that everybody wants to get. That's why we have the competition to see who is the top dog. Who's going to be the top dog for 2015 in your league? We'll have to wait and see by the end of Monday Night Football. Uh, and then we can, uh, you can, I can, or whoever can crown their um, champion, whether it's a male, female, or whatever. All depends what type of league it is. But, before we get to that, before we get to the matchups, weather, and all that good stuff, one of my esteemed co-hosts on the FSP Crew Show sent me an email uh, about one of his star players on his favorite football team. I was impressed with it. He's a fan of, of the team, but not of the player. Talking about none other than Mr. Blontop himself, Odell Buckham Jr. Uh, for those who listen to the FSP Crew Show, uh, I co I host that show, but one of my co-hosts is Chef the Joker. Happens to be a fellow Jersey guy. He lives in the northern part of uh, the state in Jersey, and uh, he's been with me through. A, we've been t- together for a long time. Let me put it that way, years. And I value his uh, uh, opinion. And he's a fair-minded person. I have to admit that. He's not biased. He's a fair-minded person. And he wrote me an email. He said he'd like to be on the podcast. But unfortunately, uh, and that was yesterday, uh, he emailed me uh, the 26th. uh, Early, uh, not early, but early in 26th of um, yesterday. 
Uh, he said he'd like to be on a podcast, but he don't, don't think he was going to be available. Well, Jeff, <clears throat> uh, I didn't get a chance to read it yesterday because it was Victor's show, and I wanted to wait until today because it, it's fantasy relevant today, and I wanted to read it today um, because you are a fan, and it's one of the biggest players in fantasy football that won't be playing in a lot of use fantasy football championship. Disgruntled players that have Odell Beckham Jr. and won't be able to use him because he uh, lost his appeal on Wednesday uh, are going to suffer the consequences of hopefully that you don't suffer the consequences, but you're going to suffer the repercussions of not having that big play wide receiver on your team that you were counting on all season, especially if you got into the playoffs, especially if you got a chance to get into the championship round and you're unlucky enough to, for this to happen in your semifinals that you won't have him in the finals. So I'm going to read this letter that Jeff uh, so eloquently put out to me. And like I said, he is a Giant fan. So this is not a biased uh, – this is not a um, hate type of uh, commentary from Jeff. This is something from a a diehard Giant fan. He likes the Giants and is very objective about what he sees, uh, whether it's his team or any any other team. So I got to hand it to Jeff. I'm reading this. I read it before. I'm going to read it to you again. Uh, this is a very good piece that he put together, and I, I, I have to share it with you. He included this in his commentary. He told me this, that the song that should be played for Odin Beckham Jr. is this. And that's just a short thing. If you want to re- re- hear the extended version of uh, Lionel Richie's, <clears throat> excuse me, Ballerina Girl, go to YouTube, type in Lionel Richie or Ballerina Girl, and you hear hear the full version of what um, Jeff thinks of uh, Odell Beckham. So I'm going to read what Jeff wrote for for word, word for word. This song should be played whenever Odell Beckham Jr. is discussed. And he's talking about Ballerina Girl. I can't stand this guy. Now, that's the second sentence in this commentary or this this piece that he wrote to me. He's an absolute moron. He talks a lot of smack but cries if opponents do the same. He started complaining during the preseason that opponents are targeting him. Give me a break. Defensive backs really can't make much contact under the curtain rules. I am waiting for this prima donna to start complaining about being double teamed. He is a fool for admitting that he doesn't play well when he's angry. And now everyone knows how to get under his skin. If he is so insecure about his manhood, he shouldn't prance around so much. I don't care if or how Josh Norman provoked Beckham. Beckham was wrong and a helmet to helmet hit with Agrarius. He is lucky he wasn't suspended two games. The following people should also be suspended without pay. The referees, the Giants head coach, 
offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach. The Giants' captains and team leaders, if they have any, Beckham's barber. Beckham reminds me of lessons learned and things heard on the playground. If you can't take it, then don't dish it out. And Beckham thinks he is hot, and uh, it's a four-letter word, starts with S, ends with T. I'm not going to say it on here. On a sil- on a silver play- player, but it's mil- merely cold diarrhea on a paper plate. I have not disliked a Giants player as much as Beckham since Christian Peter, and that guy was a rapist. I would not be surprised if Beckham hears homophobic chants from visiting fans. I disapprove of that sort of thing, but it would serve that selfish baby right. If Beckham, excuse me, if Beckham can't deal with the NFL intimidation and uh, smack talk, he should retire and start playing flag, flag football. At a YMCA, uh, I don't care if he gets harassed by opponents and or fans. He brought that on himself. Who are the real victims? The fantasy GMs who have Beckham on their rosters, they should have at least one backup who can start in place of Beckham for the Week 16 championship games. But you can't replace the production of a wide receiver one from the bench or the waiver wire. Beckham being suspended also seriously hurts Eli Manning's value. He'll be throwing to Larry, Moe, and Curly Sunday night at Minnesota. Jeff, I can't agree with you more. I I don't know what any more to say, but what he just said. And that's a Giant fan talking to you. And he will defend a Giant fan if he thinks he's right. I'm assuming a Giant player if he thinks he's right. It's going to hurt a lot of players, I mean, a lot of fantasy players that have Odell Beckham or Eli Manning for that for, for that part because both of those players are going to be very affected uh, if you have them at, uh, on your team. So good luck to those that have that on their um, roster. Let me just two hours. Oh, no. Really? And I hope you uh, have an ample replacement or hope I can get you one. This is not going to be easy for the simple fact is that uh, um, Eli Manning and Odell Beckham have a uh, hell of a rapport with, excuse me, a rapport with each other. And to um, be able to get that with Ruben Randall, Wayne Harris or whoever uh, at this point I don't think it's going to happen and 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 for those who are giant fans and since I were talking about this let's talk about this at the first game uh, even though it's it, it, it is a a 8:30 game. Let's talk about this game right off the top because this is probably one of the biggest star players that, that impacts a fantasy championship um, is the uh, Odell Beckham Jr. So let's talk about this. Played in, in, in Minnesota, but for those Giant fans that know the history between Eli Manning and playing the uh, Minnesota Vikings know that uh, 
Eli Manning and the uh, <clears throat> and the uh, Vikings are like oil and water. Let me give you some stats of uh, Eli Manning career uh, versus the Vikings. Let me just bring it back versus the Vikings. Since he came into the league, um, in 2004, when Eli first played the the Vikings, back in uh, October of 2004, uh, he beat the Vikings. And the... um, I'm going to run down the the history of this. He beat the Vikings. Giants were six and ten. The Vikings were eight and eight at the time. <clears throat> um, you know what? Eli Eli Manning didn't play in it. In the, I'm, uh, he didn't play in the first game, two thousand four. Uh, that was Kurt Kurt uh, Warner. So let's go to 2005. I think they played him in 2005, or was it 2000? <clears throat> let's go again here, and, and uh, we're going to get this right, people, because this, this, this is important because Eli Manning has a history with the Vikings. In 2005, he played him in, in November, and the Giants lost 21-24. Eli was 23 for 48, which is a completion of uh, 47, uh, like almost like 48%. One touchdown, four interceptions. Okay? Two years later, when the Giants won the Super Bowl, Eli Manning played the uh, Vikings in uh, week 11, or game 11, I should say, and uh, lost again. Giants lost to the Minnesota Vikings. At home, these last two games I'm talking about, at home, 41-17. to 17. Again, Eli Manning was 21 for 49, 43%. One touchdown, four interceptions. You getting this so far? Let's go. Let's roll it back to another year. <clears throat> Excuse me, 2008, the following year. Week, last week of the season. Last week of the season, a few days. In fact, it's a year year to the uh, – almost a, tomorrow will be a year to the day. Giants lost to the uh, Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota, 20-19. Eli Manning, 11 for 19, 58%. No touchdowns, no interceptions. So just just understand where we're going here. That was in 2008. Next year, they play again, 2009, last game of the season again. Giants lose to Minnesota in Minnesota again, 44-7, to okay? Eli Manning throws uh, 17 for 23, 74%. No touchdowns, one interception. You follow me here? Now, that was 2009. You go to 2010. Again in, in again in Minnesota, um, the Giants win 
in Minnesota. This was game 13 of uh, uh, 2013. Eli Manning for the 22 of 37, 59%, one touchdown, two interceptions. Okay? And then uh, two years ago, 2013, game seven, early part of the season, right about right in the middle of the season. Eli Manning, uh, they play at home. Excuse me. They play at home. Uh, they win that game, 23-7. to Eli Manning throws 23 for 39, 59%, one touchdown, zero interceptions. So the years, 2005, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2013, that's six games. Six games, Eli Manning has thrown for four touchdowns and 11 interceptions playing Minnesota. So what's that tell you, the history of Eli Manning and and the Minnesota Vikings? It is not pretty. So those Eli Manning fans, those Eli Manning fans, temper your expectations, especially in Minnesota. The last two times the Giants and Eli Manning beat the Minnesota Vikings, it was one time in Minnesota and one time in um, in MetLife Stadium. And, like I said, he's only in six games, he's only thrown for four interceptions. I mean, he's done four touchdowns and 11 interceptions. With an average uh, percentage of 54%. 54%. If I was you, I would try to look for another alternative in the quarterback in your fantasy championship. I know one, one, te- one team right now that's going into fantasy championship. Good luck. Because I don't see Eli Manning. Uh, being a viable option playing against Minnesota when he has he doesn't have a very good history against Minnesota. Four to eleven touchdown and interception rate is not a good equation to have going in and using him as your quarterback in your in your fantasy championship. So, to me, Eli Manning is not a good play, and even moreover, not a good play without Odell Beckham Jr. I tell you, there right after, right off the bat, I don't even have to go any further than that. Now you got to see what's going on, excuse me, with um, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, the Giants are one of the worst defenses in uh, in defending against the pass. One of the worst defenses defending against the Packers. They are 28th in preventing fantasy points from the quarterback, I mean, from the wide receiver position, and 31st in the running uh, quarterback position. 24th in the running back position, and, and 31st in defending the tight end position in fantasy points. So, do I play Kyle Rudolph if 
He's sitting on see, he's sitting on the waiver wire and you may have Ben Watson. Ben Watson's got a good matchup. But if you got Ben Watson and Ben Watson's questionable and he's at four o'clock uh and 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 Kyle Rudolph is sitting on your bench, well let me tell you something. Pick up Kyle Rudolph. Pick up Kyle Rudolph. This is probably one of the better matchups in a tight end position that you could possibly get. Minnesota playing at home. Kyle Rudolph is playing well, along with Teddy Bridgewater. He showed out a little bit last week, and he, he, North Turner let him loose a little, a little bit. Um, and uh, and the Giants are weak, very weak in defending in the passing game, especially uh, uh, me, especially at tight end position. Do I play Adrian Peterson? You better have Jared McKinnon in there if you wanted to to, to have a running back going up against the Giants. Uh, you better have picked him up, uh, or if he, and if he happens to be sitting, he shouldn't. But if he happens to be sitting there as a free agent on your waiver wire, as quick as I put this out, you you should have picked him up. If you have Adrian Peterson as one of your primary running backs, but if Adrian plays, Adrian's going to ball out against this, this giant giant team. Especially the fact is. Um, Minnesota, one way or the other, needs to need needs to win this to get it to stay to get get into the playoffs. They may already have it sealed up as in being in a wild card, but I wouldn't um, guarantee that. And anyway, if they have it sewed up, there's a strong possibility that they may keep Adrian Peterson out and put Jared McKinnon in to run wild on the uh, Giants. So why not? Take take that and run with it. I like Stephon Diggs. I didn't play him last week because um, he hadn't been really doing that much, and he broke out a little bit last week at a couple touchdowns. Uh, I think Ted, Teddy Bridgewater has uh, refound uh, Stephon Diggs, so I like him and Kyle Rudolph in this matchup, especially against this terrible, terrible giant defense. Uh I don't know who's worse, the Giants' defense or the Baltimore Ravens. They're about the same. Who do I play in the um, passing game for the Giants or even any, anybody for the Giants, that, for that matter? Well, the Minnesota Vikings aren't the weakest one against uh, – uh, the uh, aren't the strongest ones or the weakest ones. But they are ninth in preventing fantasy points in the running back, even though they've been get, getting gassed recently. Against uh, running backs, they're tenth uh, against the quarterback and fourteenth against the wide receiver in preventing fantasy points. So what I'm what am I saying here? I already told you I really don't like uh, playing uh, Eli Manning. Really don't like playing in this matchup. Eli Manning does not have a good history against the Minnesota Vikings. Plain and simple, they may won the last two games, but. Uh, this history is 54%, four touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And I'm, I, 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 some teams, I've said this before to my friends and people who, who, who I talk to about football, some teams have other teams' number. No matter what happens or have a, a player or a quarterback or a wide receiver or a running back, some teams – or players have other players' number. It just 
no matter what they do or how they do it or how they try to do it or change it, it never changes. Um, It always comes out that that way, that particular way. And I'm thinking that the Minnesota Vikings historically have defended against Eli Manning well, even though the last two games that they, they, they have won. I don't think that happens here. So, if I was to you, I'd, I'd, I'd look in another direction. I wouldn't play Eli Manning. Shane Vereen would be used in the passing game. Now, he, got, he has to throw to somebody. So, I'm gadget, gadget, I'm guessing, I'm so, excuse me, I'm guessing that he's going to get double-digit targets. People are going to get uh, target him. Uh, um, Ruben Randall and Dwayne Harris. But Ruben Randall's been targeted many times before, multiple and really hasn't uh, – and he really hasn't stepped up that much. Quite naturally, every now and then a team um, steps up – I mean, a player steps up, and he has a a anomaly, I should say, or, or, or a game that, that came out of nowhere. Look at Andre Johnson. Now, you could have probably predicted that because he was playing against his old team and he wanted to show his old team, and you probably could have predicted that, but he hasn't he hadn't done anything before or since. That's what I'm talking about. I don't think Ruben Randall is really going to do too much for you. Not, not Odell Beckham numbers or Dwayne Harris, not Odell Beckham numbers. So you got to look at elsewhere. Hopefully you can make it up in putting somebody in your flex that's going to give you some decent numbers. And it's somebody that puts uh, that you place in in uh, Odell Beckham's position to make up for those two positions, make up for the one position. That's the best you can do. That's the best you can do. All right, let's move on to the next game on 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 the agenda here. Um, but Odell Beckham Jr., like I said, is a I spent about a half hour on that. I didn't mean to do it, but I, I wanted to get that across that. That is the biggest piece missing from a lot of teams. I think I saw a statistic on ESPN that close to 75,000 teams had Odell Beckham Jr. on their roster and are going to get affected by that. That's Unbelievable. 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 But I can believe it. So it is what it is. Uh, and let's move on. The Chargers played already on, on Thursday. The Redskins and Eagles. And uh, uh, congratulations to the Redskins fans and, and the Redskins and their, and their fans for the uh, Redskins, 8-7 and seven now, um, clinched the um, um, NFL. Testing one, two, three, four. Testing one, two, three. Oh, what's going on here? 
Testing, one, two, three, four. Testing, one, two, three. How did I lose my connection? What the heck's going on here? Don't tell me I lost. Hello? Try it again because I hit the phone the wrong way. No. Can't hear you. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for 